This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. 92.9thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning, 21st day of January. We hope you are having a warm but wonderful weekend. Good morning, Georgia! Morning! And a good morning, and hope that you people are doing well. All you folks in Clarksdale. Right? I get that right? Clarkdale. Clarkdale. Well, I say, I put an S on there? You put it. Yeah. People put, <laughs> Clark, a, people put a T on my name all the time. Clarksdale. <laughs> yeah, Clarkdale. You know where that is, right? It's down in Clayton County. Yeah, okay. Well, we can move on. No, we don't say that. <laughs> you got nothing to say about them, you know. No, no. You know, it's actually, they still, they call it unincorporated. Unincorporated, unincorporated. Clay, Clayton County. Yeah, unincorporated, uh, well, they, you know, Southwest Cobb County. And they got, you know, post offices, uh, uh, the, the uh, zip code is 30111. So I'm just telling you. Okay. Clarkdale is unincorporated community west, northwest of Atlanta, uh, southwest Cobb County. Listen, Cobb. And it has a famous person from there. Famous A famous person. person. Ray Stevens. Oh, man. Yeah. What was his song? Here yeah, they come. Boogity, boogity. <laughs> Even one of that, that that's kind of where Darrell Waltrip got that right, from, got right? That, yeah. Right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, Ray Stevens, shout out to you. Um, Everything is beautiful in his own way. That's his song. Yeah, that's Well, you got that one, right? But also, they call him the streak. That's it. Why are you laughing about this? Because, again, this? I, when I woke up this morning, I didn't think I'd think about the streak or the, the videos that accompanied that song when it came out <laughs> and since then. But on this day. On this day. B.B. King. Oh, my goodness. Donated Lucille. his 7,000-plus record collection. Donated all of them. Mm. You ready for this? Yeah. University of Mississippi. Really? He had donated on this day back in 87. Um, man. So this is like all this is all his vinyl. I he the the statement is that BB King donated his seven thousand dollar record collection to University of Mississippi. Now I didn't hear anything about rights to those songs, so maybe he had a collection of his music literally on vinyl, and you know that's what he did. I don't know. You can get somebody okay. at University of Mississippi. Yeah, give them a call and say, hey, yeah, what y'all see. doing? What y'all doing with BB stuff down there? And as we sit here and talk about Y'all keeping about, it in the library? Where, where, yeah, anyway, you, you, know, want, you don't want to know where that maybe, is. Maybe, right? Right. And other music news. That, oh, jeez. Uh, Bee Gees hit number one. This is Saturday Which Night one? Fever. Saturday. Oh, Noel is going crazy. Come on in here, girl. You know that how long this uh, album. I would say we're, like, no, which, this, we're not talking about a song from it. We're not a single, just the album itself. Yeah, the soundtrack. How, the album hit number one on this date. How long did it stay number? And it stayed number one for a minute. If you had to guess how many weeks it stayed number one. Wasn't it like 30 weeks? You're close. 20, 24. Yeah. Yeah, it was 24 up there. weeks. 
people because could, everything on there was, was, was a hit. Went to the top. Yeah, yeah, everything on there was a hit. Which I brought up a very, uh, I brought up an interesting, as Sam likes to say, sociological question, has to do with you know age and and the perception of thing. Was there a bigger movie, more iconic movie, when it comes from the disco era than that movie? The and disco the era, from, no. Right. No. Okay. And then it became part of. Yeah, I mean, thank it's, God it's Friday. It's in. It's that in one of those. Summer. That had done a summer in it. Yeah, it's another one too, right? But the movie, the movie, and all the, the songs that came from it. The point is, it made a star of Travolta. We saw I him. That. Cool, cool. <laughs> He's just going. Down. <laughs> yeah, Travolta had that three picture deal, and that was the first picture. Nope. And it, uh, Here's what I'm asking. They had a sequel to that too, right? Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was not staying good. alive or something like that. Staying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know the the, the top one commercial. The, and then there's a Santa yeah. commercial. Do you think that there's people under 35 that don't know why he's in that commercial and what he's doing? What the the parody of that commercial is? To me, that's the only thing that makes that commercial work. Because if you, you remember you're... that film, the commercial's kind of weird. But um, no, I don't think a lot of people my they don't age get that. really I mean, get the get like the reference. People, and they just like what 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 is he? Is it, isn't that that dude from? You know, he when he started doing it with Samuel L. Jackson a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. it was their kind of like back and forth with Pulp Fiction, right? Right. But now it's like all John, and it's that take off. Yeah, they kind of let John spin off, and they I, did the Saturday Night Fever I thing. I ask people that they go, well, "Well, I don't know why he's doing that," and they did not know the the, the connection. Yeah, because when he goes in the shop and he buys something, that's the girl that was chasing yes, him throughout right. the whole movie. Donna Pascal. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. she was in that. But yeah, it's just it, like I said, it was just kind of it's interesting. I always. I always enjoy doing, you know, having that happen in front of me. Make me make they don't only make me feel old. Yeah, it just means some things have stood the test of time. They have. They have. You're still talking about it. Absolutely. Anyway, that's hey. not why you called. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> I just got some 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 college basketball scores to run down from yesterday because basketball season is going on, and we have some teams that are doing well. A rough time for some of the home teams though. Yesterday, Georgia falls to Kentucky, one hundred five ninety six. Georgia 13 and 5, 3 and 2 in the conference. They got LSU coming up next. Tech falls to Virginia 76 66. Uh, Georgia Tech was just coming off a big double overtime win over Clemson, but they fall their record now 9 and 9 overall, 2 and 5 in the ACC. Pitt is next uh, for them. Kennesaw State rolling. They're down in Jacksonville. They beat Jacksonville U 83 79. Owls are thirteen and six, four and one, in a Sun. Simeon Cottle uh, out of Tri Cities had uh, had twenty points in that game. North Alabama is next for them. Um, boy, Georgia State goes down to Statesboro a week after they just clobbered Georgia Southern, and Georgia Southern pays them back, eighty six seventy. Um, Georgia Southern wins that one. Uh, Georgia State now nine and nine, four and three. Um, Sun Belt Conference play. They are at Marshall this week. Um, closer to home, we check on some of the D2s. Uh, Morehouse is 11-5. and five. They got a win over Savannah State, 68-66. Interesting week for them. They started out on King Holiday Monday playing up at Howard. Um, so they traveled up to D.C., lost that game, but they had two wins, and they're doing well in conference play. Also doing well in conference play, Clock Atlanta. Their winner 75-74 over Edward Waters. They are 12-3, and three. and the alma mater. The alma mater. on his heart. Uh, beat Montevallo 97-71. The, the alma mater is 15-2. and two. Uh-oh. So far this season. Were you expecting that? Uh, yeah, I mean. I, They've been playing I well. was. 
And on their way, as we get ready to make this step up, remember we go in D1. And so, uh, yeah, man, it's cool to see. I'm going to try to make the next game. You going to try to make down there? Yeah, I'm going to try to take that that, that 90-minute ride. Go down there and check them out. Carrollton, check them out. Yeah, I got to go down there in time. I I like to go early because I have to go through Big Chick. Um, Give me some of that chicken out there. Big, big chick. Okay. It's a chicken place out there. Oh, man, you got to go. Oh, my goodness. You just got me going to the Bucky's. Don't be giving me no other places. <laughs> All right? Well, this is if you go to Carrollton. I, I, I got to get you down to Carrollton. You go down there and, and, and have that have a good time before you go over on campus at the, at the University of West Georgia. You get to see all the things we're going to, and how they're ready to go D1 because they have a great facilities. We have modern facilities down there on campus, and this is going to be the transition years. They get, get set to uh, to do that, so... Looking forward to uh, to wonderful things with that as well. Okay, and that's what we got. Some just some 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 local notes. I'm, I'm, I, normally, I would do this off air, but I'm going to share the little behind the scenes thing. Noel, could you do me a favor? Uh oh. Have this ready to go when we leave. Uh, I'm thinking about my mama. Could you put g- grab Jackie Wilson's baby workout? Oh my goodness! And when I point it to you, you hit it and take us out. Yikes! Uh, and there's a reason I'm having this. I'm, I'm having her do that. Okay. But um, you had mentioned that um, one of the things we haven't talked that much about. And you and I, we talked a lot about it yesterday, but when we get Maria on here, she's coming up in the in the 10 o'clock hour. We're all discombobulated because we started an hour late, but she will be joining us in a couple hours, obviously, talking about you know her being in the room for the Falcons press conferences, just like D-Led, and her thoughts on what should happen with this team. We'll get all of that from her. Mm-hmm. We haven't, you and I, have we, are we fixed on the names that we have heard coming in or of the names that we've heard coming in for interviews that we're cool with one of them or one that we think should have this job? Or is there a name that we think might still surprise us when it comes to this Falcon search? Yeah, I think they've, they've done a, um, a pretty thorough job. The names that are listed, I, I think, are names that we would expect to see. I, I, um, they wanted permission to talk to Pierce, and we've seen the Raiders have pulled him back yeah, in. Yeah. They came to their senses, right? Why, why, <laughs> why, why would you let that? Why would you let him even go interview any place? You know, I mean, I, I realize they have to do as, what they had to do as an organization, but he did a tremendous job as an interim coach there with the Raiders, and and, and, and he, he he got that job. Um, it's looking, it just looks like Belichick and, and Harbaugh yeah. because they're getting the second interviews, and I think that's where a lot of people are leaning toward either one of those two. Okay, I, you know what I mean. Well, can I ask you this? Yeah, I there's no way in the world I thought that Harbaugh would consider coming here, given what is waiting for him, allegedly, with the Chargers. He got a quarterback out there. He's got talent here. He just don't have a quarterback. So that's the thing. What's more important to you? You want to go to a place where you got all the pieces, you just need the quarterback, or you want to go to a place where you got the quarterback? Because that's what – and if you want to live California life, that's nice. You should have left that last part out. That's just (laughs) it. You want to live on the West Coast. All you can say, or you could get anywhere on the planet from this airport. Well, you can. You can so go you out to California and live, and when they have an earthquake, you can leave. He's lived in California before, well, I too. I know, I know. It worked, I should say, too. You know? Um, so that, that, so that's, that, that's part of it. I'm sure there are other factors as well. Um, ownership. You got an ownership with the charges. It's kind of tight on the purse strings. You got an ownership here that's probably willing to get you a little more what you want and, and, and spend some cash. All right, then talk me out of this thought. Yeah. So then if, if it's Harbaugh to come here, my initial thought is that that's not the quarterback that he would like to have moving forward is on this roster. Or maybe he sees something with Desmond and feels like he can be the quarterback whisperer and help develop this guy. I, I, I don't know. But, but we, we feel like whoever comes in 
will have an influence on a quarterback. Do you want to develop one? Do you want us to go out and draft you one? It looks like where they're bringing Kingsbury in, maybe they're going to make fields available up in Chicago. Does that mean they're going to draft? We, all, this, all this works out in the next few months. That's the thing you, you look at as far as that. Well, who's going to be available if you come in? You know, you're going to have somebody with some success coming in. You're going to bring somebody in. You're going to draft and you're going to shape them. That's going to take that's going to take some time. You would think everybody's not going to do what Stroud did out in Houston this year. That's nice to see, but you know you kind of don't expect nobody to walk right in and do that. But the pieces are here to go around them on the on the offense. I mean, Matt Ryan kind of kind of, kind of said that you got some things. Then you got a line that's that's capable. You got a running game. You got your tight end. You got some wideouts. Um, you just need that right quarterback, and I think that's the thing. Do you want? Um, you know, Belichick, who's definitely, I think, would lean toward a veteran quarterback coming in. Or do you want a guy like Harbaugh who would be a developer of a quarterback? And, you know, and the, the people, we want somebody long-term. We want somebody to, how many NFL coaches coach at a place 10 years? Well, one you know that, what I mean? One that's, a lot of people say one that. One that's been to a Super Bowl and one that has won a national championship is a greater chance for that dude to give a, give a second and third chance to build – organization that he wants as opposed to what you're just saying. Yeah, a lot of a lot of folks aren't going to be given much rope. I think he's yeah. going to be given more rope. And and so I I don't know, we'll see. I I also thought that maybe him coming here again would increase whatever he wanted to get from the Chargers, but again, we will see. Um I don't know what we're going to talk about next. We had we had one of those situations. We got all kinds of stuff here. You're just going to have to tune in because we're not sure. But we do know coming up later on in this hour, we're going to venture into Noel's world. Got Terrell Thomas joining us in the nine o'clock hour. Got a fresh casting call waiting for you. A lot of stuff still on the way. And Marie Martin from Maria Martin from Eleven Alive will be joining us in the ten o'clock hour. Well, yeah, we're here till eleven this morning. Uh, Noel, would you please? This is the one song that made my mother get. Up. This is the one singer. Yeah, you can kill that. You need to do it again. If you set something else up, we'll do it next time. Yeah. I threw that out earlier. I just, something, this was the day we lost Jackie Wilson. Wow. And when I think of him, I think of my mother. And she, she was a big fan. Well, my father was an athlete. My mother was, she just loved dancing. And it just, man, the memories are flowing when I hear this. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929 thegamecom Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Happy birthday, Billy Ocean. Yeah. Billy Ocean. Happy birthday. Yeah, man. The announcer from the Yankees games. Number two. Jeter. <laughs> Number two. Number two. <laughs> anyway, uh, listen, yeah, this has been an interesting morning. It's some ups and downs, some nooks and crannies. I'm, okay. I'm taking Sorry. people behind the curtain with stuff like that, uh, birthdays and things like You know, we mentioned Akeem earlier. Mm-hmm. I buried the lead again. Three of these dudes all on the same day, all from the sports world. You ready for this? Okay. Also born on the same day, Detlef Shrimp. Wow. And Jesse Hester. Okay. Played here. Yeah, right? yeah, You yeah, remember yeah, that yeah. name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all celebrating birthdays today on this 21st day of January. And as we get ready to talk some football later on, today was the day that the Pittsburgh Steelers hired their second coach. Now, you can say it like that because they've only had three. 
right? <laughs> right? They've only had three coaches in the history of the of the team, and today was the day that Bill Cower, Bill Cower. was 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 hired. Yeah. And this was, and I had forgotten the year. If you had to guess what year he came in, oh my goodness, Chuck Noll got this thing started yeah, in like seventy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He he went into like early nineties, didn't he? Exactly right. Ninety two. Ninety two. Ninety two. Bill Cower took over. Um, so yeah, and also on this day, Lorena Bobbitt was found temporarily insane. That is all I'm going to tell you about that story. Yeah, yeah. You need you, to go Google yeah, Lorena go, Bobbitt you look up the rest of that. Find that story out because this be is be careful. This is look, look, be careful. She, this is Sunday morning. I can't yeah, elaborate. Yeah, be, be careful. But it is. You can't tell the history of a lot of things without mentioning Lorena Bobbitt. <laughs> <laughs> look, right? man. Our team came crashing back to earth last night. We had a three-game win streak. Tried to make it four, and Cleveland Cavaliers came in here and. And kicked a little sand in our faces. Of course, Cavaliers are having a great season, and uh, just had too much firepower last night. And your man Hawks fall one sixteen one ninety five. Here's the way it way it finished. The final score here: the Cavaliers one sixteen, and the Hawks ninety five. I thought we were going to hear some. <laughs> we just got the. I just got the last thoughts of Steve. That's that's that's, 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 that's all you that's, that's all you get. And well, they pack their bags and get set to head out west. You know, this is the time of year where we said the time of year when the circus would always come. That's true. That is, that is very true. I I just wonder what to expect from this the sec, the rest of the season from these guys. Uh, there's all kinds of conversation about this, that, and the other thing. Who's going to be here? Who's not? When are they going to turn up the defense? Is it worth? Maybe exploring, getting rid of some guys, you know, take a step back to move a couple steps forward. I just don't know what to think of this team. We'll ask Terrell when he comes up next hour. Yeah. But as we sit here with you right now, there's a lot of what ifs and, and a lot of hope when it comes to this team. And that's because we got a superstar right. sitting around the corner. But there are other teams with superstars who are just kind of wasting away. And they're not reaching their full potential. I'm not saying the organization isn't putting people around him to make him make him and well, this they, they, team they, they, grow. They, they, they're trying they're, again. So I'm I'm not here to wave my finger at him. Um, I'm actually going to bring Noel in on this because yeah. she is she, she's down there a lot more than me. And you, that's one of the things that you do. You follow this team. Let me ask you that same question. What do you foresee the remainder of the season being for this Hawks team? Whether it's the play on the court. Or moves that will be made, should be made, will be made. The Hawks are at a point where they have to make a decision one way or the, one way or the other, and I feel like they've been trying to make this roster work and run it back, and we'll bring in a new coach and we'll try all these things. But if you want Trey and Dejounte to work, because I don't necessarily think you have to trade Dejounte, but I do think somebody has to be moved. If you want Trey and Dejounte to work, you might be in a situation where you need another bogey to come off the bench. Because you have two point guards starting right now, and that's that's a lot of the issue. Both of them are really the best with the ball in their hands. Like, have you noticed when Trey Young does not play, Murray oh, yeah. shows out? Yeah, yeah. It's usually a, it's usually a win, and it's usually led by Murray because he has more space. And when Trey Young is on the floor, he's going to predominantly have the ball in his hands. So I feel like if you want to make this work. You're going to have to find another bogey that can come off the bench. Like they'll probably all have equal minutes. You probably start the two you're starting now, and then sub out Dejounte like five minutes in, and then bring in one of those one of those shooting guards and try to go that way. Because right now you just have a, a a hodgepodge of players. That's true. That's true. But remember, we got a guy out that's supposed to be our stopper uh, defensively. 
you know, and when do we get him back? That's the guy I feel like you need to trade. Well, how much value are you going to have? And and that's a lot of the problem. You haven't seen him play. And not just the value, but the fact that if you move him, then that makes that 2019 draft just a complete dud. Yeah. You don't have Cam Reddish anymore. You moved up to four to get Hunter. If you move on from him, especially if you only get back like a second round or or a mid-tier role player, that whole draft was a waste of time. Yeah. And that's what they're trying to avoid, but they might have to bite that bullet. At some point, you have to realize that the chemistry the chemistry has never been there between those players that you brought in, and you can't manufacture that. It's either there or not. And then you spend your time – moving pieces around, hoping to find the right chemistry. Well, I can't say and, he didn't have chemistry. As the folks up in New York and Philadelphia, in the playoffs, they had chemistry. They what? had great chemistry for them. And that's, what we, and, and that's why this is so frustrating and so aggravating to people because of what, of what we saw, you know. Yeah, you need bigger bodies and more defense around Trey. Because to, to our point, we have the superstar. And I, and I feel like Bryce Young, to a certain extent, is going to fall in the same category to where you have a smaller player with a lot of talent and the front office don't know how to put the right pieces around them to really capitalize on the talent. Because yeah. I think Bryce Young can be a really good quarterback, but you can't have a subpar offensive line and question marks and wide receiver and all these other things and think that he's going to overcome all of that. That's, that's impossible. And the Hawks in a similar situation where they're still the best when everybody gets out of Trey Young's way. Yeah, And yep. it shouldn't still look like it did in 2018-19 now. That's where a lot of the frustration is coming from. Right. And do you want Trey Young to continue being the player he's been, or do you want him to show you something else? I bring that up because we have seen – Great players, superstars, get somebody else on their team, and they have changed their game. I'm not saying that Trey hasn't acquiesced a little bit to DeJounte, but I'm asking you, at the end of the day, we know that he will be Trey Young. Right. Do you feel like he needs to alter his game significantly to acquiesce another type of player, show that he can do it, and maybe make this an attractive landing spot for a free agent who goes, I'm not going down there because so-and-so keeps the ball all the time, or – have them have a different mentality and say, hey, listen, we know he can do this. We've seen him change for this player and that player. If I go down there, I believe I can, you know, help and and have him feed me more or whatever whatever you want his game to be tailored. And we can talk about defense too. I mean I'm just asking about the way he plays right now from top to bottom. Are you satisfied with that and having this team bring somebody in that's gonna mesh well with that. I actually am. I think a lot of the issue, I mean, because ask Bogey, ask, ask John Collins, ask Clint Capella if he's selfish or if they don't get the ball or if we're not moving well, yeah. things around. Yeah. Like, the real question is, are we, like, when I went to the game, I think it was last Monday, there were four assists from Trey that should have been counted, but everything Bogey put up was just off the rim, just off the rim, just off the rim. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that's Bogey, but I'm saying in the past five or six years, you've seen that a lot where Trey makes crazy passes and crazy plays, but we don't capitalize off of them. And that's part of the problem. you got to put the pieces around him where you can capitalize off what he does well, which is dime the ball. Yeah. A lot of the stuff he does, like the crazy, you know, 35-foot shots or whatever, is to bring the defense out to spread the floor out, pass the ball out, and then these other players have to be able to make these shots or get to the basket or whatever it is that they need to do to make it successful. Because to your point, Trey's going to get to the basket. He's going to he's gonna nutmeg and he's going to do everything he needs to do to get to the basket, put the layup in, the floater. I mean, you've seen him put the ball over Wimby at this point, over yeah. KD at this point. So you got to get the – to me, it all stems to the right players around him. I mean, you've even seen more defensive effort. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, you definitely. He's standing in front of players the, more. The winning streak. We talked about that yesterday. Why was there this three-game winning streak when they were so up and down and whatever? Was it because you're playing lower tier players, lower tier teams? I'll be honest, lower tier teams. Now, when you when you fell to the Wizards, that was just a mess, and that was like a wake up call. Oh, 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 this is spiraling. We got to figure out something. Yeah. But as soon as you go up against the Cavs, you. We well, got well, sand well, kicked well, in our face because yeah, they're I, just a better caliber well, they, team they're right up now. High. But I mean, you start talking teams that are above them now. You got wins over Miami and Orlando. I was just going to say, I yeah. just, I, I just want to beat the folks right in front of yeah. you. I mean, and hey, I think hey, being in your division helps because you see them more often. Yeah. And, you know, DeJounte's dislike for, for Pablo really, really helps that. But um, <laughs> trying to create a little, a little rivalry situation down there with the Magic if he stays. But. Yeah, you got to get the right pieces around Trey. And the thing with DeJounte is not necessarily that he's not a great player because whenever Trey's not there, you see what he can do. But is he the right player to put around Trey? Yeah. I think Jalen Johnson is. You figured that part out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They, 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 we need they, about they, seven they, more people. They hit, they hit it right on, on, <laughs> on that one, right? We need you about seven like the, more players. Uh, we need about eight more dogs over here. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Listen, I, I, thank you both because I'm, th- I'm just throwing out stuff that I hear from from fans and people that I talk to asking about this team. So I'm I'm bringing some maybe some uneducated barbershop conversations and questions to you two and we still kind of dance around a whole lot of the same stuff. We really do. And that's what's as you said frustrating about all of this. Talking about these Hawks, they're out west right now taking on Sacramento. That'll be tomorrow night 9:30 pregame tip at 10 o'clock, and then Wednesday they're at Golden State. Same thing, pregame 9:30 tip at 10 o'clock. That's a deal. Is that a deal to see Trey against Steph? Now, mm, yeah, is is is, is I, that a deal? Well, yeah, I think it, I I think it is because they think it's a deal. They only see each other twice a year, and I'm sure. I think it's more Trey wants to perform well around Noel. That, that well, is. I was going to say it depends on what Trey you get because sometimes you'll get the Trey that'll take whatever the team gives him and down the ball out. He may have 15 points and 15 assists, and we win the game by 10, and everybody's happy. But sometimes you do have that Trey that wants to go shot for shot. Mm-hmm. So to me, it just depends on you know which Trey gets off the bus that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whether whether Trey has gone off the bus is done well in the All Star voting, which closed yesterday, by the way, and we're going to find out uh, who who makes the All Star team, but. Trey is right now uh, second second among guards, Matt Therese, um, um Halliburton, who is number one with guards in the East. Uh, Trey over over Lillard, over uh, over Donovan Mitchell, um, is, which is pretty impressive when you think. But he's put up the numbers, uh, and, and kind of deserves that. And from the front court in the East, you got Giannis, um, Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler. And then on the west side, of course, you got LeBron with a bunch of votes. But who is the, the Giannis? Get Giannis is your is your top vote getter right now with more votes than um, than LeBron James. The All Star. I'm still looking at this, this which list. is coming up in Indianapolis All Star Weekend, February 16th through 18th. You've been doing All Star Weekend, other than ones here. I mean, yeah, the did one you go the to one here it was just, no. Well, that was yeah. The one the, here was <laughs> the one here was hilarious, man. <laughs> Oh my goodness! And Mother Nature had something to say about that too. Well, not just Mother Nature. All, all the, all the, uh, we can say it now. All the APD had had, had little moonlighting gigs, so there wasn't enough cops around to direct traffic. It was ridiculous, man. Ah, <laughs> uh, Sam. Uh, so the, the, the vision that I remember from that game, other than Kobe ticking everybody off by hitting the shot to take the uh, uh, knock Jordan out of the MVP, was seeing. Um, oh my goodness, Dirk Nowinski get out of his limo and walk 
to the arena because the traffic was so, was so it bad. It was so right. bad here, yeah. Dirk got out, put his bag over his shoulder. This guy's in the all-star game. And he, it, <laughs> he got out got out and walked man, yeah. because the traffic was so gridlocked. Man, unbelievable. And that's so Dirk Nowinski to just be like, well. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm out the truck. Yeah, out the truck. He just got out, threw his bag over his shoulder and walked. This dude's going to play at the All-Star game. You talking about the same dude that brings a plate with foil over it to the game, man. He, <laughs> Dirk, Dirk just do what needs to be done. <laughs> That's what he was doing. That's what he was doing. We are going to venture into Noel's world next. It is Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Radio 929 the game, 929thegame.com. You know what's just throwing his own there, right? Today would have been Benny Hill's birthday. So, played his music. Yeah, this is what you think of when you think of it. Hear this, right? Okay. Hey. Happy birthday, Benny Hill. <laughs> Rest in peace. I don't even know if he's still with us, to be honest with you. I don't anyway, think so. Yeah. Uh, listen, I don't know what to expect next. And by the way, thank you, thank you, thank you for everyone out there letting Sam and I and this nonsense be a part of your uh, Sunday morning. Actually, yeah. more nonsense of my own. Mr. Crenshaw never brings any. Um, Every to, now and then we nah, do. You, we, you, we do. We, 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 can, we, can, we, can, we can bring some. Sometimes. I, I have brought something out here. Because oh, my goodness. Because before we venture is, into Noel's world, we... What is that? If you weren't listening earlier, Yikes. you were reminded that we're calling her by her middle name. Yes. Right? That's not her real first name, right? So I had forgotten what it was, and I just wanted to know if she is more Noel or is she more her first name, her okay. real first name. And there's one way to find out, and you have to be totally honest with us. So before we let you have the mic, oh my dear, will you tell us which one? Now, are you Noel N O? E-L or N-O-E-L-L-E. She tried both, but apparently she went with N-O-E-L-L-E. <laughs> tried both? Yes, I have some baby pictures with N-O-E-L-L-E on the back. Really? Apparently she was trying to see if she wanted it more jazzy mm. or not, but she went with, the, she went with N-O-E-L. E on the end. So. Okay. Okay. All right, well, you tell me if you're more, this is a book that we have thrown out here, and those of you out there that have <laughs> friends with her name, you can just, you know. See if this is close to you. But you have to tell me if this is you. It's called You Are Your First Name. All right? And we're trying to understand your personality ingredients. So this is really quick. And we've done this. I've been doing this for decades. Brought it up here one time. Uh, Mike Conti read through it and everybody. And it's either dead on or really kind of close. You know, they, they give me the, the head shake. So this is Ashley. Are you ready? Okay. And tell me if this is you. And I'm just going to read the personality ingredients of Ashley. A-S-H-L-E-Y, correct? Correct. All right. Youthful years may be unorthodox. This is, I haven't even read this, so I'm Uh-oh. reading this for the first time. Personality ingredients of Ashley. Youthful years may be unorthodox. Insecurity brings about a thirst for culture. Excuse me. A cultural refined maturity. Clever questioner. Progressives thought through travel. Physical challenges and beach slash water slide relaxation should seek legal counsel to avoid conflict. Appears to be comforting and empathetic, and gains self assurance through privacy and perfection. 
Okay. Ooh. She's being real quiet over there. Yeah, she got real <laughs> I mean, quiet. Real quiet. I only have one X so far. So that's, okay. that's pretty. Is that right on there? Yeah. Now, that's, hang that's, on a second. Then what this book does, it gives the extremes of that name. So you are either or. Okay. You ready? The extremes of Ashley, too filled with inspiration or living in the past. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I read Asher. Sorry. Here's the extremes of Ashley. Too analytical yeah. or too accepting? <laughs> Both. Ooh. You see what I'm saying? This wow. book is crazy. Wow. <laughs> this book is crazy. It nails Greg. To, I say, uh, I'm going to read Noel. Noel, right? You ready? Mm-hmm. Appears businesslike, efficient, and manageable. Strives for established power, material, possessions, and influential position. Inwardly high-strung. Ambitious and feeling above the masses. Wants to lead inspirational movements and brings personal ideas to others' attention. Can sell any true belief. Happiest in commerce and respected for unique approach. The extremes of Noel, too sociable, too reclusive. Oh, wow. Are you a little both? I'm, yeah, I'm all that. There you go. I'm all that in a bag of chips. Oh, all wow. Right. Um, oh, that's you. We just learned a little bit something about you. You are your first name. The book is by Ellen Dodge. I just, like I said, I've had this stuck on a coffee table for years or had it in the house, and people just pick it up and they start looking. And I know 10 different dudes named Mike. But you read Michael in here, and they got traits of it, it's, it's kind of crazy. And yes, it does fall under numerology. I don't believe all that crazy stuff, but I'm just saying <laughs> this is a fun kind of entertaining thing. All right, we are knee deep in Noel's world, my dear. The floor is yours. Yeah. All right, well, y'all set the stage I can't wait perfectly. For this. For me, because I am about to get too analytical. So, we're going to start with a quote from Atlanta's own, Westlake's own, Cam Newton. These are game managers. They're they're not difference makers. When you say game manager, I'm not asking you to go out and win the game. I'm just asking you not to lose. Not to lose the game. Exactly. That's, listen, I don't give a damn what you do. You don't have to score every time. You just don't have to throw a pick every time either. If we're going to really call a spade a spade, there's a difference between managers of the game and difference makers of a game. Okay. Okay. Now, when Cam made that statement on his podcast, there was a lot of backlash from it. People were at Cam's neck. And instead of looking at what Cam was saying, they tried to use stats to discredit Cam Newton, which I thought was interesting because Cam Newton's career was never about traditional stats. So trying to use them to measure him is a little disingenuous. Okay. But also, you're talking, you have to look at that from the the mindset of this quarterback. This is a quarterback that had a season where he went 15-1. and one. Shout out to the Falcons. Thank you for that. 15-1, and one, went to a Super Bowl, won an MVP, at the highest height that you could play the position, the way he played it. Yeah. So he's looking at these quarterbacks from the way he played the game because in Carolina, it was a lot of – he was Superman. When he used to get in the end zone and open up his shirt to see the S on his chest, it was there. The S was there. That game plan was whatever you need to do, Cam. That It was just straight-up RPO. You can pass it or run it yourself. You get to choose, Cam. Yep. That's that's about all I got for you, Cam. And when that was no longer working around 2016, 17, 18, but after the Super Bowl, when I said they needed to get rid of that offensive coordinator and bring in a pocket passer so that he could become, you know, reach the next level of his career. You know, like how Kobe went to the fadeaway 
we weren't dunking as much. It was time for Cam Newton to do that. Carolina didn't want to do that because they didn't have a real game plan. But the point I'm making is, in this playoffs, we see that Cam Newton has set the stage for what we are seeing and will continue to see until we get to the Super Bowl. Playmakers versus game managers. Look at the Ravens and Texans game yesterday. And I'm not saying that C.J. Stroud is a game manager. He's a young quarterback with a younger team, younger coach. They got a little little more things to work out before they beat a team like the Ravens. But Lamar Jackson personally scored four of four touchdowns. Two in the air, two on the ground, 149 in the air, 100 yards rushing on 11 carries. That's insane for a running back, let alone a quarterback. There was a 15-yard run where nobody even touched Lamar. They couldn't even breathe on Lamar. And then he just ran into the tunnel because the game was over. Yep. He's like, that's all, folks. That's that's (laughs) all, folks. Versus Brock Purdy. They got out alive yesterday. You saw Brock move around in the pocket a little bit yesterday. He moved some. You saw Brock overcome a bad start yesterday. But did it look like what you thought it should look like, a home 49ers game? Nope. Against a young Packers game? You know what? He had trouble getting his hands right. He was wiping his hands. He never could. And the rain was coming down. And he never could. Yeah, just but the make, second half, the rain wasn't an issue. But you did notice that the, that the hand issue he had been dealing with was was relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. But, yeah, you're right. He, he used his legs late in the game mm-hmm. and did something. But get back to yeah, your he point. Yeah, did, he, did, he, did, he did a little of what, of what he could do. But it wasn't to the level that Cam Newton was talking about. And as we as we progress through this playoffs, he's going to have to do if he if the 49ers and the Lions meet up like I'm predicting. You're going to have to do a lot better than that to get past Dan Campbell's defense. You're going to have to to do a little a more a little more spontaneous things. You may have to, which is hard to do in Shanahan's offense. Call some audibles. Look at some look at some defensive players. See where we are. Change some things up to to really make that game go the way you want it to go. And with Brock Purdy, that's still a question mark. But with Lamar Jackson, that is no question mark. Yeah. Now, whether you win or lose, Lamar is going to do everything that Lamar can do to push the needle on that Ravens team. And it's going to be interesting to see Lamar against who I think he's going to play, the Bills. I was just going to say, any quarterback coming out of the AFC right now is exactly – is that game sim- man? <laughs> is that playmaker? Exactly, playmaker. Yeah. All the players, the all, all the skill set. Yeah. One a little bit more than the others, and one a little bit older than the others. Mm-hmm. One a bit more beat up than the others, but still. And in the NFC, we have a few more game managers. You got your Purdy's you, left. You yeah. got your you got your oh, golf's left. Ooh. And we're gonna we Cam Newton, whether he knew it or not, made that statement in just enough time to give us a prism to look at this playoffs through, and you see it. Look at her. Yeah. And Cam is proving a point. That's all I want to say. <laughs> I'm tired of folks, you know what I'm saying, being closed-minded. Yeah. But the South got something to say. Cam Newton said something about quarterbacks, and I think he's being proven a, a little correct right well, now. Well, you know why it was dissected the way it was. Oh, some of course. Some people could not get past. Quarterbacky, as they like to call Lamar Jackson. Uh, yeah. Quarterbacky. No, I was thinking of the messenger and the way he was dressed when he gave that message. That, too. That was exactly why a lot of people just dismissed it. And it is completely unfair. And we've got that throughout history where the message is lost because of the messenger. Yep. And that's why I used that outcast quota when they went on the Source Awards in 94. I'm tired of folks being closed-minded, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) 
You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> but I'm going to say this like this. The South got something to say. That's all I got to say. Okay. All right, so there, there we go. There we go. There now, we go. Shout out to Cam now, here's how we do this now. This is your this is your segment, and you've laid it out there, but there's people who want to have something, you know, they want to respond to you. Are you willing to leave some sort of social media, you know, tag out there, or you want to set one up? If y'all want to yell forward. at me or hype me up, y'all can get at me on Twitter. Ella underscore cool 23. Do it okay. again. Do it again. Ella underscore cool. Ella because that's my name, underscore, because I need some space, cool, why, yes, I am, 23, the number of greatness, at me. Hang on a second. This is yeah. The, the bomb just dropped. Yeah. She gave yeah. us two names earlier. Neither one of those were Ella. She says that's her name. That's my grandmother's name. Really? Ella's she my was, stage she name. Was, she was Ella May. Oh, wow. So we paid tribute to Thelma earlier with Jackie Wilson. Mm-hmm. This is like this is like one of those cookouts where everybody, I didn't know we was cousins. Wow. This is like your first one. This is your first one, too. Uh, Noel, we love you. We really do. And, and, and couldn't be happier to have you running things for us. Thank you, Atlanta. Absolutely. All that right, now. Noel what do we got coming up? 9 o'clock hour. We're all kind of turned around here because we started an hour late. <laughs> But moving into the 9 o'clock hour, I can tell you what, we're going to get back into these games, not only from yesterday, but talk about tonight's matchups. Got Terrell Thomas coming in here. He has got a birthday in his house, but I think I'm going to have to deputize his daughter Okay. for something. It could be interesting. he put it out there. Uh, Going to talk about that. I have got a fresh casting call. You can see it up on Get Cast with Greg right now. It's also up on Get Cast with Greg on um, uh, 92.9thegame.com slash casting call. Social media here, i got to remember. And, uh, yeah, there's there's some needs out there. As a matter of fact, there's one that I didn't get a chance to put on there, Chase Paris of Paris uh, Feinstein Management. They're looking for some kids. I'm going to get that information and throw that out there, too. It's a weird time right now. The industry's back, yeah. but they're not using a lot of extras as much as they did beforehand, but they're it's coming. Okay. It's coming. And, and a lot of moving parts, some things that were supposed to shoot one week got moved and bumped and you know what that's like. So, again, but there's a fresh casting call up for you right now if you want to make some money on the side there. Moving into the eight, uh, 9 o'clock hour, it's Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 